Welcome to the teachings of the Renew Community. We are a family of Jesus followers seeking to be formed into the image of Christ and to join God in the renewal of all things. We meet together weekly in large gatherings and in house churches throughout Bucks and Montgomery counties. If you'd like more information on the Renew Community, feel free to check us out at www.renewcommunity.org. After all those amazing announcements, thank you, Pat, for your part in the story and just God's goodness. But I'm going to lead us in our reading for this morning, which is Matthew 5, 1 through 12, which is the start of the sermon. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were born before you. Good morning. Uh, I want to invite you just to stand for a moment. Uh, if you are, would like to take notes during this, we've got some pens and some note cards in the back, so you're welcome to go grab one of those. But uh, as you stand, I'd love for you just to take a minute uh, and bless a few people around you with your beautiful smile, um, maybe a warm hug. Um, just let them know you're glad to be here with them. Really, really good to be with you all this morning. Thank you for being here. Um, see some new faces among us as well. Welcome. If you're new with us, this is your first gathering. We're, we're really glad you're here with us as well. Uh, yeah, we love to share stories um, because stories inspire more stories of how God is at work. Um, we are in a series digging into the Sermon on the Mount. And if I can be honest, uh, teaching on Jesus's teaching overwhelms me. Uh, because what can I say that <laughs> he didn't say much better than I can say? Uh, but this morning, we're going to just take a look at the Beatitudes, which Abby just read to us. Um, and yeah, I've been thinking about, man, like, there's so many connections between what Jesus is saying here and so many other scriptures, Isaiah 61 and Luke 4, how do those tie together? Man, we could spend, could do a deep dive into like different word studies and like, man, what are the merciful? Who are the merciful? What does that word mean? By the way, that's connected to hesed about in the fall. Righteousness, man, I've been like, whoa, what's righteousness? So many good things. Jesus' words are dynamic. And there's so much heady stuff. There's lots of great resources. If you want to dig deeper, I'd be happy to share some resources with you. Uh, but something that, that hit me earlier this week is that Jesus, Jesus teaches 
and proclaims for transformation, not just information. And that hit me because, man, I'd love to stand up here and just hear all the information I've been looking at. Um, But Jesus teaches for transformation, not just information. He's proclaiming good news. This is a proclamation of good news. This is an invitation, as we saw a couple weeks ago, this is an invitation to repent. When Jesus began his ministry, he says, repent for the kingdom of God is near. And now he's laying out, this is what the kingdom looks like. So how are you going to turn? How are you going to realign? And maybe it's like a complete 180, Or maybe it's, I'm going this way, but I need to be going this way. Like repentance can mean a lot of different things. It can mean a complete turnaround, or it can mean like, man, my focus was here, but it needs to be right here. This was close to God's goodness, but this is all of God's goodness. And so how am I going to realign my heart for that? So it's a proclamation of good news. It's an invitation to repentance, and it's a provocation to transformation. It's a provocation to transformation. And it begins like this. And I heard um, last week in house church, one of the house churches, somebody said, what stood out to me is that when Jesus sat down, the disciples came to him. And when somebody shared that with me, I'm like, yeah, we read right past that. Let's get to the blessings. Let's get to the good stuff. Hold on a second. When Jesus sat down, his disciples came to him. And I was reminded of uh, earlier this year, in the start of January, um, a devotional prayer uh, was in Luke's story of Mary and Martha, which may be a familiar story to you all. But Martha's busy trying to take care of all the things around the house while her sister Mary is, is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha gets upset at Jesus. And Jesus says to to Martha, no, one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen it. She's right here with the one who has all wisdom, who has all authority, and she's right here with me. One thing, one thing, one thing. And that's been rolling through my head. And so that's my prayer for us as we dig into the Sermon on the Mount, that we're just focused on one thing, being at the feet of Jesus and allowing him to speak into every aspect of our life, that the kingdom of God might pervade every aspect of our reality, would be overtaken by this kingdom good news and be transformed by the goodness of God. And so we're invited into this transformation. And and one of the things that, that Jesus does with these beatitudes, with these blessings, is he just flips perception. He just flips perception of, of who this good news is for, of who, who, who is blessed, who has the good life. And this is supposed to shock people. But if you consider the crowd, if you go back to Matthew 4, it says Jesus was going about healing people, delivering them, and those people followed him. Those are the people who are saying, yes, we want to sit at Jesus' feet. He changed my circumstance, but I think he's got more for me. Can you imagine being healed by Jesus of something you suffered with, being blind for most of your life, and Jesus heals you? I'd be like, whoo, 
that's awesome. I'm good to go. No. (laughs) I'm good to go sit at the feet of Jesus and let him continue to speak life into me and transform not just my eyesight, who I am. And so Jesus begins saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. And that guy's sitting there like, yeah, I was poor in spirit. And then heaven reached down through this guy right here who's talking and blessed me. And so maybe what he's saying is true. He's flipping it. Who is this kingdom for? And I know most of us in this room are, are good Christians. And we're like, yeah, the gospel's for everybody. Gospel's for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, Jesus says, well, what about that person? Blessed is that person. Is that Jesus? We can't bless that person. They're a hot mess. And I was convicted of that this morning. This very morning, as I'm reading these words, Jesus said, what about this person you've been ignoring? Because you're frustrated with them. You don't understand the decisions that they're making. Do you believe it? That my kingdom is available to them. That my goodness, that I want to call them my beloved child. That I want to transform their life. Do you believe that then? Yeah, God, I'm sorry. Jesus wants to transform our vision about the people around us in our spheres of influence, our neighbors, our communities. The people up above us in, in politics and in power are these people for whom God's kingdom is available. And what does it look like for us to believe that? Join God in proclaiming good news. And as I've been sitting with the Beatitudes, it's been so fascinating conversations with people, at least two people in the last couple of weeks, who have shared stories with me of their lives just riddled with broken relationships riddled with broken relationships, one failed relationship after another, people who were supposed to love them, caring for them, abusing them and abandoning them, broken relationship after broken relationship. And I hear Jesus saying, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And all of my life I've read that as like, this is some pious, like, yeah, like righteousness. Let's get righteousness. And I hear these people sharing stories and they're just desperate for some good, healthy, right relationship. Something that might bear some semblance of God's goodness in their life. And I'm thinking these people aren't holy. These people aren't pious, but they are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And could it be that God wants to satisfy that hunger and that thirst and that longing? And could it be that he might be inviting to them and speak good news into their life? Say, hey, there's a God who is beyond all righteousness, and he wants to have right relationship with you, and he wants to satisfy that longing. So Jesus comes and he disturbs our good conscience. He comes and he disturbs us and transforms our vision of who the gospel is for, who God's kingdom is available to, and yes, it's for everybody, and that shakes us honest. 
Because it's easy to talk about everybody. But are we willing to admit that it's this particular person that I'd like to exclude from that everybody? I say I believe. So Jesus challenges and transforms our who. He also presses in. If we're willing to sit with these words, he presses into the aspects of my reality that he might want to speak to specifically. And for me personally, I don't think I've ever considered myself poor in spirit. And over the last week or so, he's, what about this area of your life? where you feel powerless and helpless, and you feel like, what possible impact could you have? Aren't you poor in spirit there? Yeah, Jesus, I am. My spirit is so poor. It's, It's in poverty in that area because I feel like I can't do anything about it. Or I feel like my influence is going to be so insignificant that it's not even worth trying. And Jesus says, you're blessed. The kingdom of heaven is yours in that area where you feel helpless, where you feel powerless, where you feel hopeless and faithless. If you would repent and turn to me, the kingdom of heaven and all of its resources are accessible to you right there. And I've shared that with somebody. I shared it with say, yeah, there are so many people in Renew who we need to hear that word right now. That area where you weren't even, didn't even realize you were poor in spirit. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's a job that just feels, I'm done with that. Or this job feels like a prison. Or maybe it's searching for a job, feeling like, I, I don't even have hope that I can find a job. Maybe your marriage feels like it's falling apart. What hope do I have? That transformation could come, that healing could grow. And what would it look like for Jesus to speak to you and say, you are poor in spirit, but I've got good news. You are blessed. God's kingdom, the heavenly kingdom, is accessible to you. It's available to you. And all of these resources of heaven are available to you. I have joy that I could bring into your marriage if you're willing to partner with me and take a chance on trying some new things in your marriage. I've peace for you in this job that feels like a dead end, like a death trap, that maybe, just maybe, if you would turn to me, we could do something miraculous. You become salt and light in that place. And the kingdom of heaven begins to expand in that place. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's at school. Maybe it's some relationship where you're just like, I got nothing to offer. God says, in your weakness, I am strong 
And I've got all of kingdom, the kingdom of heaven's resources for you. Would you realign your heart? Would you have the courage to take a chance on faith in me and see what I might do in you and through you? And maybe it's, maybe it's not the poor in spirit. Maybe it's a different one of these beatitudes that Jesus just wants you to slow down and listen because he wants to speak something of your blessedness, something of good news to you. Friends, this is good news. It may sound scary. It may sound overwhelming, but it's good news that God wants to bless you. That God wants to see his kingdom come to you and see it expand through you. And finally, what I see Jesus doing is he's, he's speaking back to the core identity in these Beatitudes of who God is and who we are. We see God at work in this, making his kingdom available, offering comfort to those who are mourned. God is near to the brokenhearted. Maybe, I love Chrissy's story she shared a few months ago. Blessed are those who mourn. In that place of Chrissy's grief, all of a sudden she begins to see God's nearness. Jesus coming alongside of her, and it just changes that grief. It changes that mourning into comfort, into goodness. Because there's a God who's present there. Who is that God? He is good. He is loving. He is kind. He is gracious. He has abundant generosity. He is righteous and holy. And Jesus wants to remind these folks and wants to remind each one of us that our identity is as his blessed image bearers. And he draws us back to Genesis 1, when God's creating. And in all of God's creativity, he speaks words and things are created. And then when it comes to humanity, he slows down enough to reflect and say, let's do this. Let's create humans in our image, in our likeness. Let's do this. Would you take a moment to pause and consider that God paused and took a moment to consider you and to reflect before he created you and said, yes, I absolutely want to create this person. I absolutely want to create you in my image so that you will bear it in the world. And after he does indeed create man and woman in his image, what does God do? As Genesis 1, 26 and 28, verse 28 says, God blessed them. God blessed them. We are image bearers. We are blessable image bearers. And Jesus wants to remind us that we are blessable image bearers and remind us that we have blessing to us.
The Sermon on the Mount is about to get into some real high challenge. But Jesus starts with real high grace. The Sermon on the Mount is about to get into some spaces of some some radical, seemingly impossible commands. But Jesus starts with radical, seemingly impossible grace so that he can root his followers, these crowds, and he can root us in this identity that we are the blessed of God and God's kingdom and God's resources. God sees us and all of that is available to us constantly, continually, even when it doesn't make sense. Rooting us in that identity so that we have the audacity to believe, the audacity to believe that God wants bless us and wants to give us a partnering share in his kingdom coming to earth. Ephesians 1, 2, and 3 says this, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in us. Friends, do we believe that? Do we have the audacity to believe that every spiritual blessing from heaven is available to us? that God has given us everything, is offering to us everything we need for life and godliness in this world and the world to come. Do you believe that? Good, good news for a good, good life. Would you pray with me as our worship team comes? Jesus, you are incredible. I thank you for making every spiritual blessing available to us through your life, death, resurrection, through your teaching, through your Holy Spirit. God, would you stir in our hearts those areas where we are resistant to receiving what you have for us because we think we know a better way or because we just rather feel helpless and sorry for ourselves. God, would you give us the audacity to hope for what you want to give to us? Would you give us the audacity 
to believe that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm, that you want to invade every aspect of our life to bring new life, to bring kingdom life, to bring joy, to bring peace, to bring hope, to bring love into every aspect of our life, to make all things new in us, and then to send us out to make all things new around us. Holy Spirit, come, stir in our hearts, point us to Jesus in every aspect of our life. Draw our attention, our minds, our thoughts, our hearts, our desires to Jesus so that he can teach us and transform us. Amen.